Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. It doesn't. Hey guys, it's Dave from the show. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even uh, a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those. We'd love to love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skull Hooker. Skull Hooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out, see them on the podcast. Really, really cool latest sponsors beyond the ears which is a pro shop located in oxford michigan uh, they carry great products including bows accessories binos clothing coolers and much much more and oh yeah if you are not in michigan that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need uh, definitely check out beyond the ears really cool people really really great shop and uh, you might even see us there sometimes so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there and last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and, uh, you know, help get a kid outdoor shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, you can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode. So click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet podcast. Today I have myself, James Nopum, with Ashley Schnur, Krishner, Kevin Conlon, and Jason Draper from the Bowhunter Planet Ambassador Program. How are you doing, Jason? Doing great. Yourself? Great. So today we're going to talk a little bit about getting ready for the upcoming season. And uh, I know on our property we've gone ahead and put out some Rack 1 blocks, and I've got the pictures, I mean, just from over to a weekend, and I got four bucks on one of the mineral blocks. So we've got some really good picks, and I think that stuff's going to work out good for us. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about what you got going on for this upcoming season. Um, I actually... um I actually put out some cameras uh, uh, last weekend. Um, Vermont's kind of weird. We, unless you own your own land, Vermont is completely 100% public land. Hmm. Unless it's posted, anybody can hunt anywhere they want. So you're, you know, you have to kind of be 
a little conservative where you put your stuff because it could get stolen. <laughs> Jeez. That's... Wow, that's cool. Um, but I got some cameras out uh, around the same place that I had one of my tree stands last year. Um, they already been out, done some scouting for some possible new properties. Um, and I put out a, uh, a thing of white tail essentials, uh, minerals, okay. um, to, to see, I've never used minerals before, so I figured I'd, uh, put it out and, uh, see what happens and, and go from there. Well, I know they work good up until the actual time you need to hunt. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they stop working. So, but I haven't yeah, had a rack one, so we're going to try that this year. Yep. So Jason, uh, Vermont, that's uh they have the green mountains, right? Are you in a mountainous that's area or are you in uh flatlands or how, uh, what area are you hunting? It's uh it's uh mostly hilly. Um there's a lot of farmland around here. Um I'm in the north um northwest corner. Uh I'm probably 10 miles from the Canadian border. Oh. So you got lots of bears and moose. Yes, uh, we do have bear and we have moose. Um, I actually got some pictures of a couple bear last year on my cameras around my tree stand. Um, of course, they weren't there during season, of but course. you know they were there in the summertime. Um, but around here, it's a lot of hills and valleys um, until you get into the you know like the flats of the meadows and stuff like that. But um, it's definitely a place where you have to play the wind a lot. Yeah. So how'd you do last year? Um, I actually, um, I actually saw a hundred pound doe with my bow last year. Um, that's my first archery kill in quite a few years. I got out of bow hunting and last year was my first year of really getting back into it heavy. Cool. Now you're a big turkey hunter, aren't you? Yeah, I, (laughs) I love turkey hunting. (laughs) How did, how did this season go? It looks like, I'm just, I'll be honest, I'm on your Facebook here. It looks like you got a pretty good bird here. Was that this year? Um, I actually tagged out in Vermont and New York. Awesome. Two birds each state. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Longbeard and the Jake in both in both states. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty fortunate this year and, and uh, to, to do really well. So you're allowed to take, take two birds in each state? Yep. Oh, that's cool because in Michigan we only get yep. one. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah, when nope. that will change. There's so yeah. many turkey now. Um, actually, there's a, there's quite a few states that, well, I mean, I understand that. I think it's Indiana's one bird, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you go just a little ways over in Nebraska, you can shoot three. <laughs> well, I know, like, our population was so low for a yeah. long time that I think that... They didn't even have... Yeah. I, mean, I think it's probably going to be a couple of years, and then they'll probably open that up to two birds. Yeah. Probably be yep. real conservation-wise. So you, I mean, in Vermont, you can actually shoot... I mean, you can get three birds a year, but it's two in the spring and one in the fall. Oh, okay, because, okay, yeah, ours is the other, well. I think we get one and one. One and one, is that yeah. what it is? I think, fact check me, but oh, I pretty sure you can do a spring. I don't hunt them in the fall. In fall, you can shoot anything. Yeah. In right. spring, you can only shoot a tom. Yeah, yeah and same thing here. You okay. Bearded bird in the spring and anything in the fall. Yeah. Now, are you uh, ever interested in trying to do the grand slam on the turkeys? I actually have been thinking about that quite a bit. Um, I actually talked to a guy in Nebraska. Um, he's an outfitter, but he uh, he can get he has killed both Rios and Merriams off of his leases in Nebraska. So that's a well, that's good. And then you, and then you got the eastern right, and then what's the fourth one down in Florida or something? Yeah, one? the other one's the Osceola down in Florida, which is a pretty expensive 
pretty expensive bird to get because public land is pretty well hunted and the only way you really guarantee a bird down there is if any, and then you're not even guaranteed is to go through an outfitter. Mm-hmm. And those are typically for one bird is a thousand to twelve hundred bucks. Oh, Oof. through an yeah, outfitter. I, yeah. I guess if you're going for that that no. uh, that slam, you're going to want to do that. Want to guarantee your right. chances are much better that way. Yeah, yeah, but again, that's <laughs> that's a lot of money to mm-hmm. uh, to plunk down on a bird. Yeah, I think I think I'd hit the triple. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> instead of the I mean, I, the, the guy that I talked to in Nebraska, he was pretty cool, and I think he was uh, nine hundred bucks for three days and three birds. That's pretty yeah. good. So, I mean, that's that's not terrible. It's it's doable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, as far as like your your setup, are you uh, are you shooting? turkeys with a bow or are you using a muzzleloader or right i guess what do you right now have? everything that i've done um has been shotgun okay so you're shotgun um but i actually put something because like i said this is you know i've bow hunted over the years but this is the first year that i've really gotten you know deep back into bow hunting and then i threw some stuff out there i think um i posted a, a week ago that next year i want to really try to kill one kill turkeys with my bow Okay. Yeah. Is there anything special so that, was, like, you're looking to prep for that or anything, I guess, that you're yeah, looking I mean, to it's, that's important? I mean, I know, you know, you guys, and that's why I joined Bowhunter Planet was because it's, it's, it's bow hunters. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to learn about bow hunting, you ask other people that have done it and yeah. are, you know, more adept in it or have better knowledge. And so I threw it out there. I was like, okay, what do you guys do? Because I've seen, you know, like James, um, I saw your bird. Nice yeah. bird. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Um, you know, and I saw other people that shot birds with bows and I'm like, okay, what have I got to do to try to get into this game? Cause I think that would be pretty cool to, to get one with a bow. Yeah. If you're compound, you just got to have enough room inside that blind to be able to shoot it nice. Yeah. Cause you can get real cramped and then it affects your shot. And then, you know, it's <laughs> not, oh, a, yeah, not a big sweet spot on those turkeys. No, my fir- the one no, I, I mean, was my first one. That was the luckiest shot I ran in my life. You know, 47 yards when he was walking away. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to ever happen again. But first the crossbow was shot. easy. First trick I ever shot, I shot the head off. <laughs> accident. It worked well. Yeah. I won't complain. Well, actually, the first one I shot got away and jumped up. and almost gave me a heart attack. Oh, what, We're not going to talk bo- about that one. What bow are you hunting with right now? Um, Right now I have a Botex CPX Insanity. Poundage? Uh, 65 pounds. Perfect. Under 70. <laughs> we were hoping you'd say 85 or 90. They were. I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no I, 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 to- um, I totally stopped doing that, too. I, I'm 60 all day now. 50. I, 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 I did. I mean, I have in the past. You know, 70 was 70, 72 was always my max yep. because I always was when I was taught to bow hunt that if you couldn't sit down in a chair and pick your feet up off the ground and draw your bow without having to kill yourself, you were drawn too much. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think so a lot of people my... really think that still. I know, but I mean, just the gyrations you have to go through to shoot a 70 bow, even a bigger right. guy. I, like, you know, if you sit down, <laughs> if you sit down in your kitchen chair and you pick your feet up off the ground, and you can't hold your bow arm out and just pull it back without having to go up over your head or twist your body, then you're probably pulling <laughs> yeah. a little too much. 
in, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think the cold weather changed. I mean, I don't know about Vermont, but in Michigan, our late season this year went into January. So, I mean, it was five degrees. Yeah. I'm not pulling back 70 pounds in five degrees after sitting outside no. for three and a half hours. Forget yeah. that. Yeah. Pull back 55 and call it good. Yeah. <laughs> still get 270 feet per second out of a bow and yeah. shooting at least a 400 grain arrow at 55 pounds. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm shooting uh, Beeman ICSs. I think they're 20, 29 inches long, and I'm shooting the the Rage Tripan. That's a great broadhead. The Tripans mm-hmm. are really nice. That's the titanium version of the hypodermic, right? Yep. If I remember correctly. Yeah, those were a great seller this year. Mm-hmm. They're little little on the expensive side, but they're worth it. Yeah. They last. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes for an expensive arrow. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, when you you know when you're looking at your your shaft is twelve bucks, and then your broadhead's fifteen. You, then your you lit knock is up. ten. You don't want to yeah. waste. You don't want to waste it on that possum. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> when you put the old. But, I mean, the squirrel's gonna. You know, to getting, I mean, that deer that I hit. I mean, I double lunged her, and I mean, she was dead before. I mean, she was literally died in in, in sight. Yeah. Oh, that's always nice. Then they taste better too that way. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. Don't, they don't have a, even a chance to release all that adrenaline into mm-hmm. their muscle tissues. What's the great thing about using a really really sharp broadhead is when you when you get bows nowadays are so quiet, yeah. deer aren't really even hearing the bow, and all they feel is that little hit right away. And if yeah. you got a super sharp broadhead, something like a tripan or something yeah. like that, they're trying to yeah, figure I out mean, what she, happened to them, not a, yeah. and then why the lights are going out. Yeah, yeah she jumped. You know, after the arrow went through her, I mean, the arrow was in the ground, and she jumped up, and she took about two steps, and she looked around, and she's like, whoa, what happened? Then she started running, and then she, I mean, she just literally tipped over. Yeah. I've done that with, uh, with a bear, with, uh, ram with the ram cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I shot it through the 300-some-pound 300, 300 bear right through it. It stuck, like, six, eight inches into a log behind it, and that bear, like... He like looked around like, what was that? And then then he started running. But he yeah. was done, man. Double yeah. lunged and heart. It's gonna be hard pressed to get me off that ram cat. <laughs> yeah. I've been sh- I've been using those muzzies for years, and yeah. I just can't not <laughs> use them. <laughs> they, they've they've always been so good. I mean, I I probably need to start playing around with other options yeah. just to see what else is out there. But yeah, yeah. they've always tested exactly the yeah. way I need them to. They hit next to a field tip. Yeah, I think that that's the big thing is is people get locked into one that they've been successful with and they stay with it. You can't beat the price point. No. 25 bucks for a six-pack. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of hard to argue. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, especially with that tripan, though, it's it's a heck of a broadhead. There's, There's really nothing bad you can say about it. No. No. So, is there anything special you do uh, you, that you're doing right now? I mean, you, you're talking about the fact that you're you're just now getting back into bow hunting. I guess what what have you uh, what have you done to really make sure that you're prepared? Have you gotten are you working with a coach at all, a shop, or anything um, like that? I I I mean, like I said, I shot. I mean, from the time that I was 18 years old up until I was 25, 30. I mean, that's of course when I started having kids, and then didn't really have time to bow hunt because I had all the kids stuff, but I mean, I shot and I shoot. Um, I wouldn't say every day, but I, I am, I just barely pick my bow up because actually turkey season ends here tomorrow. 
so after turkey season gets done, then I'll get into my bow and I'll, I mean, I'll shoot three, four or five times a week. Okay. Um, and you know, the pro shop down the road, um, they're really cool. They helped me, you know, cause I bought this bow used, you know, because I'm, I mean, buying a new bow is yeah <laughs> insanely expensive mm-hmm. and they helped me get it set up and I was able to shoot at their range and, you know, I got a bag target at home and I, bring it out 20 yards and shoot and step back 25 30 35 and just practice 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 and more practice (laughs) but yeah no no coaches but it's just you know i mean i've done it before so it's all basically muscle memory still you know okay and uh but it's just it's just putting a lot of arrows in the target for sure you know that's that's the way i look at it yeah that's that's always good so what do you think of the ambassador program so far? Uh, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I, I look at the posts that come out, and I, I mean, the, the guy from Finland, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome, you know? It's funny. I, I sent him his re-up package, and it made it there in, like, three days. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Can't yeah, get it across the country. Stuff in the United States. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's awesome because I get to meet and talk to people like you guys from Michigan, you know, where you're hunting, you know, I mean, obviously we're hunting the same kind of animals, but you know, the way you guys hunt out there is completely yeah. different than the way I hunt here. And just having the the group of people to be able to throw a question out there and be like, Hey, you know, what are you guys doing? And yeah. then, you know, might be able to use it here. And then honestly, the, the, the perks, the discounts, yeah. Man, some of them are wicked sweet. Have you used many of those lie. yet? <laughs> yeah, I got a Vanguard pack. There you go. Yeah. Oh, were you the one that got the extras inside? Or no? Yeah, I got a I got a hat. <laughs> um but yeah, it was you know, I I put in my discount and with everything it was like forty three dollars and I'm like, Fuh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice I used it this too. weekend. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of these, lot of these companies are loving it too. So that's good. Yeah, the ambassador program has been kind of fun to to be part of and 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 watch and help people out. I've gotten a lot of private messages on that, filling my spare time with uh, with some help, which is always good. I always like helping people out, especially that community. They really, they really ask some good questions. I don't get a lot of crazy questions out of there, but I get a lot of really good questions that are fun. Mm-hmm. So being that close to Canada, you go up and hunt in Canada at all, or? Um, I hunted Canada a couple times. Canada is, or at least in Quebec. I don't know about Ontario, but Quebec to be able to hunt, they have um, a lot of clubs. Really. So basically, what happens is if you want to hunt in Canada, you have to get a sponsor from a club member. Unless it's absolutely 100, because all the land is, uh, it's not owned by the clubs, but it's kind of leased by the clubs. So yeah. unless you can find a landowner that doesn't belong to the club and they allow you to hunt their land, you have to get sponsored by the club. And yeah. it's like rent permission. And, you know, it's, I mean, it, it, you can get it. You can go up there and hunt. And there's a ton of deer up there. But to get going, I mean, going across the border nowadays, even with just a bow. Yeah. It, you know, it's... Yeah. I, I would rather stick to New York. New York's a lot easier. Way easier. And do you do you bear hunt at all? Um, I have yet to be in a spot 
where I've had fair. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have a ton of cornfields around here, and most every one of them gets hit. But we also, again, Vermont, their game laws kind of suck because they allow hound hunting the same time as they allow bow oh. hunting for bear oh, and geez. rifle. Yeah. They kind of so do that literally, here, too. You could literally be in your tree stand and have bear coming in every night, and then that opening day of bear season, you could have a guy run hounds right through your cornfield. Yeah, yeah, I've been in that situation. Yeah. But but here Michigan. but here they give you there's like a week or two ahead. Yeah, one week. But I would I would never take the light the by the license for the week with the dogs. But there's I no way. It, I did it the one time. Yeah, had a, the same thing. I had a bear coming in every night like clockwork, and then the day of the that I could hunt about two in the afternoon, I heard the dogs and. I, I believe the guy even probably brought the dogs in and ran my bear right off the bait. That's a bummer. Yeah, and and, and in Vermont we can't bait. No, yeah, oh. that's how the hell they get the bear to come in. You, you, bear you literally hunt cornfields. Really? Oh, you okay. find where the bear are going into a cornfield because bear will go in the same. They'll go the same spot every night. Right. Yeah. So you literally set up on a cornfield waiting for a bear to come into the cornfield. Yeah. Huh. You know, or you find um, around here we have a lot of beech nuts. So if you find a, a a stand of beech nuts, you will find bear. Around here, if you can find beech nuts, you'll find bear. Hmm. Yeah, here we uh, got to bait them for about a month straight. Yeah, we have a. Do you have a? We have a like a lottery drawing to be able to even hunt bear. So. Nope, Vermont is over the counter tags. Well, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, New York is too. You you go to New York and you can get your um, your bear tags right over the right over the counter. Hmm. But there's no baiting in New York either, right? No. Yeah. No. So you kind of got you got to know somebody that's got a cornfield or property or something. Yeah, and in New York's exact the complete opposite of Vermont. New York is considered every piece of land is posted property, and you need landowner permission to hunt that property unless it's state land. Hmm. So you can't just drive across the border and be like, oh, I'm going to hunt this cornfield. You have to find out who owns it, and then you have to get landowner permission to be able to hunt it. And you don't have to do that in Vermont? I, 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 in Vermont, it's, it's completely public land. Even, Everything is open. Even a guy's farm? Even a guy's farm. Unless he has posted his land, if there's posted signs up, then, you, then, you have, then you're supposed to get landowner permission. But in Vermont, it's a constitutional Vermont constitutional right to hunt any land wow so literally you could like the farm that I shot my deer on and some of my turkeys on um I've got you know I've got a bull stand there even though I've asked the 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 farmer permission to hunt there even though I don't need to because it's not posted Uh I've asked permission he could have a guy come in there and just park and walk in there and go hunting Wow. Because his land is not posted, and it literally is open land. That's crazy. You think I would and post those, a crap? <laughs> the people are pretty uh, pretty good about letting other people hunt then, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, the only the only one that you actually have to ask permission now is bow hunting because they they've had a lot of they've had a lot of uh, complaints for bow hunters because. And I don't know why, but it was, you know, 
tree stands and uh, wounding deer. There was a big thing. Carol's and, you know, fields. all the bow hunters get the bad rap. I don't know why, but I know more deer get wounded and left with guns than they do with rifle uh, with bows. Yeah. Do they allow crossbow hunting there? That's my question. Uh, 50 and older right now, unless you have a disability. That's how we used to be. Yep. So if you have a doctor's note saying that you can't pull a compound back, you can get a crossbow permit. But now they they just opened it up to age 50 and over. Um, that it's, it was a trial two years ago. They were going to do a five-year study on it. I'm assuming because of the amount of money that the state made with the extra licenses they sold, because now everybody that was 50 is like, wow, I can hunt deer with a crossbow. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go bow hunting. So I'm I'm assuming within a few years you're going to see it here that they open it up to crossbows for everybody. Nice. Yep. I remember when it switched over here. When was that? 2000-ish? I remember when we officially went to everybody open. That, that wasn't that long ago. That was maybe, it's probably early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, it could be 2000. Because I remember, yeah, at least... 2005. Yeah, and everybody yeah. said that all the things that were going to go wrong, none of it went wrong. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we saw a couple, there's a couple things that did shift, but yeah. not, I don't think, I think a lot of that stuff's leveled out. I mean, of yeah. course, you had, you had a lot of, you had a lot of wounded deer the first couple of years. So those numbers did yeah. spike with the introduction of crossbows. Shouldn't be shooting deer at 100 yards. Yeah. That was no. <laughs> that was the big thing. I mean, a lot of people picked up a crossbow, looked through the scope, and went, yeah, I've got a 100-yard mark. Pew, there it goes. But, I mean, it, it Well, happened, and, and it doesn't help when you watch a Raven um, a Raven yeah. commercial where they're shooting, you know, a target out at 100 yards with a, with a crossbow off a bench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because people are like, wow, you know, if they can do that, I can do that too. Well, you got to remember, he's shooting off a bench, and yeah. that target is not going to move. Well, that's what I've been telling people. Every time I sell a crossbow to them, I tell them, you know, this is a 50-yard animal no matter how fast it is. Yeah. This thing shoots 50 yards or less. Anything under fifty right. yards, it's great. Anything over fifty yards, you're you're taking a yeah. big risk. I I limit myself to sixty, and that's well. And if you're practicing crazy. at sixty, that's. I mean that that's the if that big yeah. old huge deer that you've been waiting for all year won't come in. Less that's than what happened when my little scope ring moved. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know why do those move? Shouldn't you have to tighten those down? I don't know. There's a there's a screw mark or. Like a little flathead. Yeah. For the, it for the speed dial? Yeah. Yeah, they should tighten down. Once you have it set, you should yeah. be able to tighten that down. It should refund. Hmm. shouldn't move at all. Maybe it's just stuck. Just Probably check it every it. once in a while yeah. make sure it's... Well, I had a GoPro on it. and we were, That's when we were stalking that one across mm-hmm. the field, and my GoPro moved it down. I had no idea. didn't even think about it. Yeah. And then it just missed. Like, I'm like, what? And then I got back. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> well, that's why them deer are still there. Yeah, I get, no. Well, we lost one. Yeah. We lost. It. I don't know how big he was, but we found a. Or Connor found a, a skeleton. We thought it was a big doe. I went back by later, and he had some big bases. He got killed after he dropped his antlers. Probably died of old age. I don't know. Who knows? I, I think we got to clear out some coyotes. Speaking of coyotes, you got a lot of coyotes in Vermont? Uh, yeah, actually we do. Um, I 
It was not this year, but last year I killed two turkey hunting. Really? Yeah. Yep. That was pretty intense. That was a pretty wild 60 seconds. Jeez. <laughs> two that came in together? Yeah, it was a male and a female. Yeah, oh. we got we got to do that at our property. Um, they 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 came in so quiet that I really did not have a clue that they were there until I saw something moving out of the corner of my eye on my right side, and then the other one was coming almost kitty corner from my left to my decoys, and the other one was kind of hunkered down. They had split up. And the one coming in from the left was, you know, taking the eye of the turkey, and then the right one was going to pounce on the turkeys. And they they got pretty close to the decoys before I ended up touching off on the first one. And, of course, the second one didn't know where the shot came from, and it ran right in front of me, too. So I was able to get that one, too. Wow. But, yeah, I've got some buddies that hunt coyotes in the wintertime um, with predator calls, and um, usually... You know, usually somebody sees one or two every fall during rifle season. They get shot. Yeah, it's we have quite a quite a population here. Cool. So, what do you think? Good. Yeah. All right, Jason. Well, we appreciate you calling in. Not and, a problem. Uh, it's, it's, good, it's fun. It's good. To, I, it's good I, to talk to you. Yeah. We'll have you. Yep. We'll, and. Uh, when we uh, when we get a little bit closer, and I mean, I'll just as soon as I probably in the next couple of weeks, I'll give my cameras a couple of weeks to set, and I'll start posting some pictures of the stuff that uh, that we got here in Vermont. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Well, thanks everyone for joining us on this episode of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Hey guys, can't get enough of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast? You need more episodes? Well, check us out on Patreon.com. Go to patreon.com slash BHP podcast to join the Golden Arrow Club and get exclusive access to new episodes every week. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.